Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey guys, it's Mark Striegel. Before we get started, I just wanted to run down all our guests. We got Steve Hoker. We have the band Kiss Nation. We have... Legendary drummer Vinny Apice of Dio and Black Sabbath and Heaven and Hell and oh, so many more. This guy is just a legend, and it's always great to have Vinny on the podcast. I'm glad he is is back for this episode. We have Frank White, who is a photographer who has captured so much great history with the lenses of his camera through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, all the way through the 2000s. Man, this guy is the real deal. He has a brand new book out he's going to tell us about. And last but not least, Robert Fleischman in one of his first interviews since backing out or since announcing he's not going to be participating in Vinnie Vincent's big comeback to the stage, uh, his first, you know, not including the little thing he did by four by fate. Vinnie is going to be doing his first full concert as Vinnie Vincent, um, soon. So Robert Fleischman has announced that he, after previously it was announced that he would be a part of it. He's now announced that he has, he won't be a part of it. And we talk a little bit about that during the interview. And this, this, all this stuff, all this great stuff comes from the New Jersey Kiss Expo. All the interviews were recorded live there. So let's do it here on Talking Metal. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are so excited because we're here in Parsippany, New Jersey, at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. It is Friday night and it is already a party. Emily and I are hanging out. We just saw Kiss Nation play the first of many sets they're gonna do here at, at the Kiss Expo. Ace Fraley is here. We just walked by Punky Meadows of Angel Fame. Uh, Frank White, the b- b- photographer, Jean Bouvois. Who else? I just said hi to Robert Fleischman, of course, from Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Journey. So it was good catching up with him. 
Yeah, Bobby Rock was sitting right next to him. So it is an amazing event. Lita Ford. And most importantly, who are we talking with right now? We're, we're sitting with our favorite listener, probably of all time, I would say, Steve Hoker. Oh, my gosh. I can't Hi. believe I'm finally meeting you. <laughs> And did you, uh, so you said you were, you were in Pennsylvania today and you, I feel so honored that you came all the way out here to see us tonight. Oh, you guys are worth it. Thank you so much. Cool. Steve, so you've been a longtime listener of the, of the podcast. What is, is the first episode you remember listening to of Talking Metal? It's probably a Zach Wild one and okay. uh, somewhere in the double digits. In the double digits. Okay. Yeah. So really, wow. Double digits. So I'm thinking that was before the TV show then probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. That that makes sense. Zach, one of the earlier guests on the podcast, he's been on probably what you probably know more than like eight times at this point. Yeah, I'd say seven or eight times. Yeah. So wow. So that's a a long time listener right here with us, Steve. And Steve, you live in the area. You're what twenty minutes from here? Yeah, in Sakasana. It's yeah, about twenty minutes away from here. Awesome. And what concerts do you have coming up? I got Ozzy in June. Right. Awesome. We will be there June, okay. Madison Square Garden. And that's it for right this second. Right. Cool. Very cool. And favorite bands, maybe three or four of them. Uh, Twisted Sister, Overkill, Black Label Society, and Ozzy, of course. Right. And and Twisted Sister, by the way, Eddie Ojeda and uh, JJ French here at the convention, the Kiss Expo, where we are coming to you, uh, not live, because podcasts aren't live, but we are here. That you said overkill. Do you know, like, Bobby Blitz is one of my favorite people in the world, besides yes. my husband and my children. No, I'm just kidding. I love Bobby. Have He's, you ever met Bobby? I haven't. Oh, we got to introduce you. So next time there's an Overkill show, we're meeting, and you're going to meet Bobby because okay. he's just so down to earth and cool. Like I always think that he's he's just so. He's the real deal. Like I don't know how else to explain Bobby Blitz except saying that he's. There's, there's nothing fake about that guy. He's authentic, and that's what I love about him. And, like, when they, people talk about thrash bands, I always say Overkill is one of my favorite thrash bands because of his authenticity. And he's got good dance moves, too. Mark knows about the dance moves. Absolutely, the thrust, yeah. And, Steve, thank you, too, for your monthly support on Patreon. You are here at the KISS Expo wearing your Talking Metal T-shirt. Uh, what, what a trooper you are. And, again, thank you so much. What can we play for you now on the podcast? Is there a song we could play for you? How about Instruments of Destruction by Energy? Wow. Okay. I don't know that one. This is a deep cut. <laughs> tell, tell me about Energy. It is... I only know that song by him. It okay. was on the Transformers the movie soundtrack. Nice. And it's an awesome song. I think everybody's going to like it. Cool. And Transformers, when was that? Like 10 years ago? Like uh, Probably 20 or 30 years. Well, that, oh, okay. So we're going way yeah, back. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> right. I, what, what, but there was a newer, what's the one with Megan Fox? What was uh, that? Those are the Michael Bay ones that suck. Okay, those were the newer ones. Yeah. Yes. She, yeah, she was in the first one, right? We're talking about the original cartoon one. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going way back. Yeah. Okay. All right. We, what? Steve, will you give us an intro for the song? Okay. Here's Instruments of Destruction by the band NRG. I'll drink above the sky Cloudy revelations 
energy here on Talking Metal and again we are hanging at the KISS Expo Steve Hoker in the house Lita Ford in the house JJ French, Eddie Ojeda Ian McCurdy is here uh, wow what a party Emily we're having so much fun we are having a blast the party's just begun but this is a highlight for me honestly we really love you Steve and we're grateful for your support and it's cool hanging out with you and we'll see you at Ozzy at Madison Square Garden in June I'll be cool. there so right now, we're going to check in with an interview Emily did here at the Expo. This is Emily with the guys in KISS Nation. <laughs> we do. We look, we look hotter than hell. Hello. Hi. Talking metal here. <laughs> we're feeling hotter than hell in this hotel room right now. I am. It is hotter than hell in here, isn't it? It's more like st stuff, stuffy as hell. <laughs> stuffy as hell. It's stuffy as hell. I'm having a blast here at the Kiss Expo in Parsippany, New Jersey tonight with Kiss Nation, Billy May, and Ruby. How are you doing? 
great. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, we try to come out and do these expos anytime that uh, the New Jersey Expo comes around. We've been the house band now for years. This is the biggest one. We've got Ace Fraley. We've got Lita Ford. And uh, what was great for us is we get to come in, do a full show on the Friday night, which was uh, our standard set. Tomorrow we do Unmasked and Unplugged. And then uh, we get to sh we're honored to share the stage with Ace Fraley. And we're going to dig out some deep cuts and some classics for all the uh, hardcore KISS fans this weekend. And this is home for us. You know, this is home. Jersey Expo. I mean, we've been part of the Jersey Expo for several years, and we love doing this show. It's amazing. We love the fans. We, have the, we love the local New York uh, Jersey KISS fans, and it's just no other place like doing this expo. We love it. We're thrilled and honored to be here. The beauty of it was tonight seeing all the fans that know who you guys are and have seen you, but I love watching the newbies, like the people that have never seen you before and their reactions to, because you guys are hands down. What are their the, reactions? The world <laughs> premiere, the world, the best in the world, the best kiss the you know, hottest Kiss tribute band in the world. Hottest and the most talented. I feel like, I would owe say you a both. check now. <laughs> no, but I mean this from the bottom of my heart. My talking metal listeners know I don't say something if I don't believe it. And I'm one of those people that likes to look around the audience and see reactions. And the reactions I saw tonight were just staggering. Everyone was blown away by you guys. You killed it. Well, thank you. I, I think it's, it's, you know, part of the reason you get up there is just to look out and see the people that um, appreciate a lot of the same things that you do. And if you can get up there and share that with them, it makes the um, show more worthwhile. But for me tonight, the particular thing that I was looking at was Lita Ford in the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Could I tell you, I've never seen Mark blush so hard. And he, he has interviewed her numerous times, but... That was he made a beeline for Alita tonight, and I took about seventy-five pictures. So you guys will see them all on on Talking Metal I soon. I want a picture with Alita. <laughs> everyone wants yeah. a picture with Alita, as they should want we a picture of Alita. We love you. We love you, Alita. We really do. So tell me how you guys got involved with the expo because it's your first time playing the expo. Is that correct? No, um, yeah. we've we've played them the last several years. Um, different locations. Yeah. Different locations. Peter Arquette's been running uh, the expo in this area for the last few years, and we did them each year. And you know, Peter's a great guy, and this year they really wanted to go all out, and um, Keith LaRue and Phil Dealey got involved. And, you know, we've had a long relationship with all those guys, so it just seemed logical and it just seemed natural that when this was going to come together, um, we would be part of it. And uh, for us, we wanted to be part of it in as many ways, uh, in any ways that we could, which gave us the opportunity to do multiple nights and multiple shows and stuff like that um so that's why we're here and, awesome. and like we said before this is the biggest one i mean ace i mean obviously look at me ace really is here there's no way that i don't want to do this show <laughs> i mean come on ace is in the house y'all and ace is uh ace that's is not, doing not me Ace, <laughs> really not not me uh i'm not really ace ace okay. really yeah you could have <laughs> fooled me tonight though oh, shock you. me was killing you were you thank were killing you so much it thank you awesome. much too kind much too kind <laughs> <laughs> so we can do a talking metal like like after hours show where where um where mark and i sit down and tell a stories from 25 years ago that oh, we've experienced you absolutely could <laughs> and we probably should do this but you know what i would like to but hear i would like to that out yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nearly would be 15 
seconds left. Exactly. You would have to edit it all out. What's your first memory of Mark Striegel? Let's talk a little talking metal like history here. You've known you've known Mark for a long time. What are some of your early memories I of haven't. my husband? I've, I've known Mark for about 25 <laughs> years, and we had a mutual friend uh, that he played in a band with. I remember Mark was in a band called Roy's Baby, and Mark was Mark was Mark was much cooler than me because Mark w- it was it was sometime in the early 90s, and Mark was really just trying to get ahead of the curve and kind of play like um, what was hot, what was happening. He's always ahead of the curve, right? Yeah, he, no, he he was right there, and I didn't get it. I'd go on, what are they doing, drop detuning and this and that. I wanted, I wanted to play, you know, Toys in the Attic and Exile on Main Street. And this guy was, you know, a couple, of, a couple of steps ahead. And I was scratching my head. And I ended up painting my face like Kiss for the next 30 <laughs> years. And he's got a show. So it's worked out for you, out for both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you both ended up where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. And tell me about your relationship with Kiss. Because you're one of the few tribute bands that Kiss acknowledges i've seen pictures of you it's very private i'm gonna hear it's very private (laughs) that's that's very private uh look kiss have always been kind to uh i think all of us we're very lucky yeah very fortunate um i i wouldn't say that they acknowledge us as if we're a special tribute band or anything like that but some of us have been fans for a long time and it's been easy for us to uh, be recognized by them, and I think each one of the guys has always been uh, gentleman and charming uh, to us in any way that they could. So I don't have anything uh, bad to say about any of the members in that band, and it's it's kind of them to be able to allow us to get out and play their songs and use their makeup and stuff like that. So and you know, any, they're all great guys. Any and every experience we've had with the band has been nothing but positive, nothing but positive, and uh, very fortunate. Um, uh, in in that case, I mean, yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool to hear. I love hearing that because I know that <laughs> they can see what you guys are doing. And you guys just, you really, you do them justice. And I've seen some tribute bands that don't. And you guys do. And that's what, like, warms my heart about you guys. Who? I'm sorry. No. I, think, <laughs> I think Mark came home one day. <laughs> and I was sitting in the living room playing Monopoly with Ace. You were you were there that night, oh right? God. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah, Mark com- Mark comes home, oh walks into the living room, no, tell the story looks up. Tell the story about where no. he was living. Like, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I know this story. Yeah. No, no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna edit that. This is the edited story. But this was the, this was specifically to make Mark laugh. I remember Mark walking in, <laughs> and it must have been a surreal sight to look. And there's Ace Fraley in the living room, and me, and a couple of other people playing Monopoly. Playing Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah. Do you know what piece yeah, Ace what piece used? was Ace? Was he the shoe? It was he the shoe? <laughs> Tell me it was the shoe. Uh, you know, I really <laughs> I really can't remember. There Come was a, also a lot of champagne. Just lie to me. Just lie to me and tell me it was the shoe. Hold on. Why is why is the shoe really the only piece I remember? Well, the dog. This there was a oh, Scotty, okay. Scotty dog. He was the car, but he drove it the wrong way. Oh, that's even <laughs> No, we're talking <laughs> about the game, right? Do not okay. <laughs> go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect. If you say Ace drove it the wrong way, we're, we're talking about the game. Okay. Clear this whole tape with John before you. <laughs> I love this. I love having you guys here. I love having you guys here, man. Edit this that out. Edit that out. <laughs> I'm not editing anything. This is the coolest interview ever. I'm so excited. Where can I see you guys next? Like, tomorrow. Are you, do you guys tomorrow. have a <laughs> tomorrow? Well, yeah. Plug right here. Without this, yeah. this isn't going to be edited by tomorrow because we're all going down to the bar after Sunday. this. Sunday. So they can so see Sunday. us. Yeah. <laughs> 
They can see us on YouTube from the clips that you guys post. Yes, yes. they will. Um, right now, uh, we're you know, you know we we do this nationally. So wherever it comes up, uh, where there's a good gig to go out and do it, we'll we'll head out to it. Awesome. But the holidays are coming up and vacations yes, yeah. and winter, so we've kind of slowed down. So this this weekend kind of ends out some of the shows, and then we'll be back probably. I would guess around March or or April. Everyone, check it out on YouTube, on Talking Metal. We're going to have some clips up. Everything will be posted. And here tonight with Kiss Nation, so excited to see you guys. You guys killed it. And thank you for coming on Talking Metal. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. Big thanks to Bill and Ruby from Kiss Nation for joining us here on Talking Metal. Emily conducting that interview, and we're going to post a video version of that on our YouTube page real soon, youtube.com slash Talking Metal. So stay tuned for that. Please visit the sites TalkingRock.net, TalkingMetal.com. Follow me on Twitter at Talking Metal or at Striegel. I'm on Instagram, uh, Talking Metal. I guess it's at Talking Metal on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Find me there. And I love corresponding with you guys. Support us on Patreon. We appreciate that. Buy a T-shirt. Talking Metal T-shirts, only $20. Hit my PayPal up. Uh, my PayPal is my email, striegelmark at gmail.com. That's S-T-R-I-G-L-M-A-R-K. Just uh, 20 bucks, And then let me know your shirt size and your dress, and we'll get that right out to you. And I appreciate all the T-shirts you guys have bought so far and trying to move a few more. So please support Talking Metal with uh, with buying a T-shirt like Mr. Steve Hoker was wearing at this event. Kiss Expo, New Jersey. Yeah, what a great time. Big thanks to everyone who hooked us up out there and let us have access to all these great stars. Got to chat with Lita Ford. Of course, it wasn't recorded. Um, It was just us hanging out. I'll post some pictures of her and myself in the show notes. She was there. Bobby Rock, Ace Frehley. So many great, great people at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. What an event. What a fun time. Right now, let's... uh get into an interview with Vinny Apice and a little classic Vinny right here, a little classic Black Sabbath to get us into the interview.
Mark Striegel, and we are here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, reporting for Talking Metal with one of Heavy Metal's premier drummers, legendary, Dio, Black Sabbath, the list goes on and on. Lennon, you played with John Lennon, right? John Lennon, yeah. Played with him when I was a little baby, 16, 17 years old. Vinny Appice, and your, your history is amazing, but let's talk about what's going on right now. You put out a really cool record less than a year ago with your brother, right? Yeah, it was called uh, Sinister, and it was the first record we ever did together in both our careers, like a full-on album. Right. And uh, it came out about a year ago, a little over a year, and uh, it did okay, you know? Got great reviews and stuff, and uh, we hope to do another one, too. And you guys are simultaneously playing two different drum kits on, on, on most of the record, right? Well, cert certain songs, there's uh, just me playing, couple songs is just him playing other songs we're both playing at the same time I'm on the left he's on the right then there's songs where I play a verse he plays a chorus there's all different mixes it's, it's pretty cool yeah, but I'm cool. always on the left so listen to the left side <laughs> <laughs> and real quick I know you got to get back to your your table here at the kiss expo but uh, last in line we saw you guys in Teaneck a number of years back amazing m3 last year what is the latest? A new record's on the way. Jeff Pilsen working with you guys again? Uh, yeah, we, we produced it with Jeff. It's produced by Jeff and the band. And uh, it's coming out February 22nd. Awesome. And there's a video out now on YouTube called Landslide. Just one teaser video for the first song. And, uh, and then the rest comes out. Then we go out in the first uh, five months of the year. We'll be all over the place. We'll be in the East Coast in May, looks cool. like. Cool. And... Musically, how would you compare it to the first record? It's similar. Maybe it's a little bit more, a uh, uh, little bit more. Not, I hate the word polish, but the songs are, are really a, a little more involved. They go different places, and uh, the playing's great. You know, and, uh, we got to have a different bass player in this one, Phil. Who, who, was he involved in the songwriting too? Oh yeah, yeah. We we go in the room, and it was just like when we wrote Holy Diver, and we wrote the first Last in Line album. We just went in a room and jammed and came up with riffs and put them together and tried different crazy things and that's the way it made a great album you know everybody was open for ideas Vivian's great to work with you just got an idea I even tell him why don't you do something like this and he goes okay he'll tell me something we're all open and it's it's, it's a great chemistry you know before last in line uh, you and Vivian hadn't worked together for quite some time. Uh, were you in contact? Did you remain friendly during that time period? Um, well, he was always working with Leopard, and I was doing different things. And then uh, we once in a while saw each other. And then he played in L.A. somewhere one time at a blues thing he was playing, this little blues man. And I went down to see him, say hi and stuff. So we kind of kept in touch, not a lot. Right. You know, and now that we're doing this, you know, we're really great friends again, and I love Viv. He's such a sweetheart, and, uh, you know, I really like him in my life right now. Right now, so it's perfect. And playing with him is amazing. He's a, what, a, what a monster guitar player. And he plugs right into the amp. No, no effects. No effects. Wow. Maybe a wah-wah. Yeah. And he gets this fat, big-ass sound, you know. Amazing. Have you heard from Iomi or Geezer in recent time? Um... I heard from both Tony and Giza via email a couple months ago. You know, Tony, I keep in touch with a lot more and uh, see how he's doing, you know. And uh, Geezer here and there, too. So, you know, 
the, the, you know, part of your life, you know, yeah. these guys. And uh, so now I don't know what they're going to do. They seem to be retired. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only Sabbath man going to be left here. I mean, Ozzy's retiring. They're retired. Rest in peace, Ronnie. What a perfect place to end it. Going. Keep the music And thank you for giving us so much great music through the years. We can't wait for the new Last in Line record thank and you. the tour. So thank you. Thank you. Last in Line 2. Oh. Appropriate. As opposed to thinking his crazy names. Right. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Vinny Apice and Carmine Apice, the brothers with the same last name and different pronunciations. Yeah, that's off the Sinister record, Drum Wars. Pick that up on iTunes. Go download that. Great stuff. Big thanks to Vinny for talking 
to us and uh, yeah, and giving us so much great music. You can, you know, the Black Sabbath stuff, the Heaven and Hell stuff. It is all fantastic. And you know, I love listening to it on YouTube music myself. It is such an amazing place. We've all found ourselves down a rabbit hole on YouTube. There's so much music to discover there. You can only spend so many hours exploring new songs and artists. And, and you know what? Now there's an app that's going to make it all so much easier. YouTube Music makes it so easy to find the music you're looking for. Official albums, singles, music videos, live performances, even covers and remixes. And I love this. If you don't know the name of the song, but you know the lyrics, I, this, is, this is me all the time. Like I know I have the, the tune and the, and the lyrics in my head, but I just don't know the name of the song. Well, thank God that YouTube music has now made it easy. You can simply search a song by the lyrics. I love that. And it'll bring you right to that song. The YouTube music app gives you recommendations based on taste, location, and time of day. So I guess if you're at the Kiss Expo, it's going to be giving you Kiss songs to listen to, I would hope. Maybe some Lita Ford, maybe some Vinnie Apice, since they were also at the, the Kiss Expo in New Jersey. And with YouTube Music Premium, it's even better. Get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while using other apps. Enjoy your music whenever you want it, even if you're offline. Download the new YouTube Music app today and start a free 30-day trial. Then enjoy the music for just $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions apply. YouTube Music, it's all here. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love our sponsors here on Talking Metal. I know I do. Like wizardpins.com. Wizardpins.com is the easiest way to create custom pins with your logo or design. Once you upload your design, Wizard Pins will send you a free virtual mock-up of your pin. They can work with any design from hand-drawn sketches to professional design files. They will provide unlimited art revisions until you are completely satisfied. Wizardpins.com is the easiest way to create custom pins with your logo or design. Yeah, I mean like actual pins, actual cool stuff. Custom label pins, much more. Check it out, wizardpins.com. I love what these guys do. And, you know, what you do is you upload your design, and then Wizard Pins will send you a free virtual mock-up of your pin. They can work with any design, from hand-drawn sketches to professional design logos and files. And they provide unlimited art revisions until you're completely satisfied. Wizard Pins can create pins of any size or shape for any occasion, and their excellent customer service team will help you select the style that's best for you. You got to check these guys out, wizardpins.com. All the pricing is listed clearly on their site. No waiting for a quote, no hassle, and no hidden fees. Wizard Pins offers free shipping and the fastest turnaround in the industry. Wizard Pins is perfect for small or large businesses, nonprofits, armed forces, professional organizations, and more. They also make custom keychains, coins, race medals, you name it, they got it. Just check it out, wizardpins.com. And I am probably going to do some talking metal stuff with Wizard Pins because I just, I love this service they provide. It's, it's totally awesome. And we're going to check out what the uh, Talking Metal design would look like on Wizard Pins and get back to you guys on that real soon. But in the meantime, head to wizardpins.com and enter code METAL, M-E-T-A-L, to get 20% off your first order. That's code METAL for 20% off your first order at wizardpins.com. 
All righty. So we are into our next interview with Frank White, one of the greatest rock photographers around. And what a history this guy has. What a history he has with Ronnie James Dio. That's what we're talking about right now. His new book, Chronicling Ronnie's Career from 1975 to 2009, right up until his last concert. That's right, his last concert. Frank White was there. And he was also at one of his first uh, really important concerts in the United States way back in the 70s. Let's hear all about it from Frank White, the awesome photographer that we, uh, we really admire this guy's work. Here we go. Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we are continuing our coverage from the great New Jersey Kiss Expo. We just heard from Vinny Apice, who had a legendary career, and still has one, with, uh, with Ronnie James Dio and Black Sabbath, among many, many others. And we're now, speaking of Dio, we're now here with Frank White, a photographer who has been in the business a long time. and in I've been in the business uh, for 43 years now. <laughs> All right, 43 yeah. years, yeah. and... This great new book, which we you've been on the podcast, I think you were on the podcast about 10 years ago, so it's yes. been a while. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, today we want to talk about this brand new book out that I was looking through. It is just great. It's your book, A Life in Vision, 1975 to 2009, Ronnie James Dio. These photos are just incredible, Frank. Thank and, you. And you have really, I don't know, what's the word, chronicled this guy's career from the yeah, early from, from days. Each, from each tour that he did from Rainbow all the way to his last show in Atlantic City right. uh, with Heaven and Hell. You were at that last show. Yes, and, 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 and actually the, the Beacon show in 1975 was his first American show with Rainbow. Wow. So, yes. so you, I mean, truly. And, uh, and also, I was in Vancouver, Canada when the tour started as Heaven and Hell instead of Black Sabbath. Wow, okay. Because Ozzy wasn't in the band, and since Ronnie was, they, didn't, right. they couldn't use the name Black Sabbath, so right. they ended up using uh, Heaven and Hell from their first re uh, record in 1980 with Ronnie. Right. So this book, going from that first time that he, one of the first, you said the first Rainbow show in the yeah, States? Yeah, in, in the States. In 1975. And the very first show he did was in Canada, and then the following couple days later was the first beat. First show in America with uh, Rainbow at the Beacon Theater. Wow. So this goes from that show in 1975 all the way through his final show with in Heaven and Hell in New Jersey in 2009. At the showboat. And everything in between. Let's Cino. talk about... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah down yeah. in Atlantic City. Let's talk about everything in between. Um, you got you got his... All the Dio eras in the book. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. And, definitely. And what are some... Of, speaking just about the Dio era of Ronnie's career, what are some of your highlights of that era? Well, of course, meeting him for the first time in uh, in 84 backstage at the Brendan Byrne Arena, which then became the Meadowlands and then the IZOD Center. Sure. And uh, after seeing him a number of times in Rainbow and uh, Black Sabbath and then in Dio... It was just an honor to meet him. You know, I had, uh, at that time, I was getting photo credentials from magazines. And I, you would get, sometimes you get, you know, backstage passes because um, you're part of the press and you're part of covering his show, you know, for right. the magazine. So it's a good idea to go back there and maybe get some backstage stuff. And before I had a chance to do that, I, um, I had these two posters with me and I brought them back there. For them to check out and hopefully sign, and they and they did. Yeah, and they loved them. And Ronnie said, "I gotta take a photo with you." So I'm like, "All right, great." So I had somebody in the hallway just take my camera, and they took a photo of us. And then I went inside, and 
showed the photos to Vivian, and he ended up signing it and loved it as well. And right, right, we right. took a photo. Someone was in that room. And they took a photo of us holding the photos that are in the book. Wow. wow. Yeah, and Very that was cool. one of the first ones. And then, um, and then of course, when uh, I got asked by um, one of my magazines to photograph him at Headbangers Ball on MTV yeah. Studios on 57th Street. It was cool. in a smaller uh, studio at the time. But it's where all some of the great bands out there at the time were uh, making their way into that studio to right. do Headbangers Ball every week. And uh, Ron Keel was there from Keel, and he was sure. another friend of mine who I photographed great for a guy. few years before uh, that day. And so he was, it was like a double uh, exciting day for me to shoot both of them. Wow, that's and, cool. And, uh, you know, meeting the whole band backstage at Nassau Coliseum on New Year's Eve, before the show, when they played there with uh, the opening bands were uh, Sabotage and Megadeth. Yeah. You know, and, and it was like a last minute thing. They go, hey, you know, the band wants you to come backstage and take some photos. Oh, cool. And we're like, wow, this is great. New so Year's they, Eve. And Ronnie knew you. He, was a, he trusted yeah, you. Yeah, he, he, he saw really my name trusted in the magazines you. Yeah. And he knew who to call out yeah. and say, hey, come here. You know, yeah. we'd like to get some photos with you. And then. I, w I was with them, you know, backstage at like Mid Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York, when they got right. Rowan in the band and Teddy yeah. and and Simon and right and and they were all really nice. Everybody that was in Ronnie's band over the years were all really nice to me. You know, that's and, awesome. And, all, and also they've se they've seen my name in the magazines, so you know it kind of gave me a little cred, you know, yeah, to like you know yeah. uh, cred, hang out the with them. And they, yeah. hey, this guy, this guy's cool. He knows what he's doing. And, right. And, they would just said fire away, and that's what I did. Awesome. And it's all here in this book. Again, Ronnie James Dio, A Life in Vision, 1975 through 2009 by Frank White. Frank, where's the best place people can pick this book up? Uh, Weimer Publishing. Okay. Is and, it, is it, uh, like, can they go on uh, Amazon and get it? or? Um, you know, I haven't checked Amazon yet because okay. I've been so busy. I haven't. Right. I'm not sure if it's on there, but if you go to the publishing uh, company's website, Weimer Publishing, they're in England. Uh, you can pick it up there. Okay. Well, we will figure out where you can get it, and we'll have those links in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com and TalkingRocks.net. Yeah. And, and it just came out yesterday, too. Yeah. So wow. I don't know all the information myself yet. Right. I'm just kind of like learning it as, I, as each day comes along. It's, again, the book, A Life in Vision, Ronnie James Dio, and it's by Frank White. And uh, one final question. I mean, 1975. Right. You look pretty good, Frank. I mean, Great. Thank you. <laughs> You must have been a kid in I was. I was 13 years old. Wow, I was 12 okay. and 13 years old photographing like Zeppelin and Alice Cooper, right. Robin Trower, Chicago. And uh, when I turned 13 years old, uh, Ronnie was playing at the Beacon Theater with Arjun opening up. Wow. And it was, uh, you know, I liked Deep Purple and with Richie in the band, you know, sure. uh, being that it was his band at the time. And uh, so Ronnie just put put that show over the over the top for me you know with right. his voice and the way he performed that night it was just like an incredible evening for me photographing him for the first time and and sorry i know we're, we're going to end it here you got to get back to business right. but at that time when when ronnie and blackmore formed yeah. rainbow right was it as a fan you were you were into the music i was a little young i was still like five years old right but, but was was it were you happy because Deep Purple had kind of gone a little less hard rock, you know, going kind of funky? Well, and, at the and, time, and, and was it Blackmore kind of reclaiming like we're going to do a, a heavy metal? At that time, yeah. they called that stuff heavy metal. You know, right. we're going to do it. We're going to do a loud heavy metal thing and get away from the kind of funk soul direction that, yeah. that Purple seemed to be steering with Stormbringer. Right. 
it had like a little progressiveness in it, you know, yeah. and just like metal kind of combined together. A little that's uh, kind of for me. It was uh, it was it, it was just. I was just amazed just being there, being able to photograph in the first right. place because my parents didn't know at the time that I was even allowed to go into, they weren't like, they were thought I was at somebody's home. Right. And I was in the city and with my parents' camera. a little bit there, yeah. You know, and they had no idea. So I was just kind of like a, a little nervous about being in the city all the time without, you know, them knowing about it. And then watching a show with this big, gigantic uh, uh, rainbow uh Above above them, right. that was it was going off, and it was just yeah. a really cool. Did you experience know Blackmore at all? Um, I I listened to them, their records. You didn't know uh, them personally, like you knew Ronnie. I didn't know. I right, didn't know. Right. I didn't know any of them at the time. That right. first year was when I was just going to shows as a fan, right? Just photographing wherever I could, and mostly up in the front. And uh, I just liked Blackmore's, you know, playing on those albums yeah. before that. And so I was a fan of his, and he was like the main reason I was I was going because of because of Blackmore. But then you know I heard Ronnie's voice, and I was like, wow, this guy has an amazing, amazing voice. Right. And I'm like, I got to see him more often. But it just turned out that I ended up going to other shows, and the next time I saw him was a few years later. Yeah. In Black Sabbath. Very good. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it there, Frank. Great stories, great pictures. We'll have the book linked through today's show notes on the site. As always, thank you, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. We always see each other at shows. Yes, so, we do. Yeah, yeah, we'll see right, you man. at the next show, I'm Talk sure. Talk to you soon. Frank White recorded at the Kiss Expo in New Jersey. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for your great new book. We love it. We love it. We love it. Go buy it. Go buy it, guys. It is great stuff. To round things out here, Robert Fleischman, the guy who wrote Wheel in the Sky by Journey. Can't beat this dude. He also wrote some great stuff with Vinnie Vincent, Gene Simmons, among many, many others. We're going to round things out here with my interview recorded at the Kiss Expo with Robert Fleischman here on Talking Metal. And we'll end with uh, Boys Are Gonna Rock, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, of course. All right. Checking out from the Kiss Expo, this is Mark Striegel with Robert Fleischman. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo with the one and only Robert Fleischman. How are you? Terrific, Mark. And it's great to see you. We saw you last at the Atlanta Kiss Expo. That's right. And uh, you really are a part of the Kiss family from your work with Vinny and also your work with Gene. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about the work you've done with Gene Simmons? Well, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, Gene, um, I met at um, Warner School in, um, in uh, Brentwood. Uh, my son and Nick went to the same school. Ah, okay. So... Um, we were asked to participate in a Halloween um, uh, show, right? And so uh, Gene played Frankenstein, and uh, and Sh Shannon played uh, the Bride of Frankenstein, and I did all the music for all the different rooms. Oh wow! And so, yeah, that's how we kind of touched base, and then um, later on, he called me up and asked me um, if I. Uh, was using uh, this name for a band that I had with Tony Franklin and some other people, right. and uh, it was called Crown of Thorns. So right. he he calls 
me up. He goes, are you still doing anything with the uh, Crown of Thorns name? I go, right. no, it's just a project, but you can have it if you want it. And so I just discovered that right over there is yeah. Crown of Thorns. And right. uh, this, this chap over here uh, was in the band. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny. Beauvoir, yeah. and, um, and we wrote some songs together during the time of uh, Circus. Circus? Yeah, uh, Psycho Circus. Psycho Circus, yeah. yeah. And uh, we wrote a couple of songs. It came to my house and we did some demos. And then a couple of, you know, just recently, uh, he asked me um, if um, he could have permission to uh, put the song on the vault. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's on the vault. And, yeah, uh, and I've known Gene for quite some time. And, you know, it's he's always been very nice to me. And I've been nice to him. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. And of course, your your history with with Vinnie Vincent also makes you a part of the the Kiss family. Yeah. Uh, you announced on Facebook recently that you are not going to be participating with his big comeback concert. And, right. Right. Um, hey, 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 folks. So, yeah, so, so has there been any contact with him since your announcement? Yeah, I've talked to him. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, it, 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 you know, our relationship's fine. It's yeah. just. He's got to understand, and I think he does understand. But you know, if things change <laughs> drastically, right. I, you know, it, it something could happen. But I, I I'm not going to say. I, I, right. don't, okay. I don't know. Okay. It's all so up in the air. Yeah. I hear and um, yeah, I, I just had a hard time with the people that represent him. I got you. You know, they they just seem to always fumble for him, and I. I feel bad for him, but it's it's you know these yeah. people like to uh, find people that they can piggyback on and use their celebrity to right. to advance their careers, and then you know he gets tied up in it, and yeah. uh, and then it always somehow you know starts sinking, right. and um, it, it's a shame. Yeah, but it's just the way things ha happen to work for him. I hear you. And we are here again at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. Uh, Bobby Rock, who you did yeah. work with, is, is right next to you at the table. Yeah, the next I table love. over from that is Lita Ford. Yeah. They both have books out about yeah. their, their their history and, and their life. Would you ever consider releasing a book? I mean, from Journey to the Vinnie Vincent stuff. I mean, you have such a, a deep history uh, and yeah. I'm sure lots of great stories. Is that yeah. something that would interest you? Yeah, but I, I, I think there's other people that have such like more interesting lives than me you know that that would eclipse my my story but right. I, I, I guess I mean I I started accumulating photographs uh, of me and 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 because photographs always reminds me of the time period and, right. and memories so so it's kind of a a, a, a way of uh, refreshing your memory and, and and getting stuff together my wife tells I tell her a story. She goes, "You should write that down." And so, yeah. you know, I I need to write these things down. Yes, right. but I would love to. I'd love to find somebody who I could work with um, that, yeah. that would help me do that. You know, yeah. uh, a really good guy. You know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's 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 something. It's not my forte. You know, writing songs and all that stuff is my my thing. But doing a book is a completely different animal. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And last question: You've written so many just epic legendary songs with journey and with Vinny and just many many others where did you learn to write a song is it something you were born with or is it something you you worked at to get that skill it was just something that came naturally to right. me I mean um, I had a girlfriend she had a, a, a like a, a 
acoustic guitar, like a, a Spanish uh, uh, nylon string guitar, yeah, yeah. and it was under her bed, and, and it had chords, you know, a, a Mel Bay uh, a chord, I mean, book of chords. Right. And I, she let me take it home, and I started playing chords and learning chords, but. And I never learned how to play other people's songs. I always wanted wow. to learn how, but I could never figure out. So I just, yeah. the chords I had, right. I would just write my own songs. Yeah, and I started writing go. my own songs. So wow. I never, I wish I could have learned how to play guitar properly and like been able to be like in a garage band, you know, and, yeah. and played. But now, you know, after years and years, now I know how to play. But um, back then it was just, um, you know, I, 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 I sang... Uh, better than I play guitar, so I always, uh, you know, got myself in a band where there was a guitar player. Yeah. You know, and the thing with that is that um, I was always complimenting the guitar player instead of the guitar player complimenting me. So I was always adjusting my my voice and everything to them. Yeah. Instead, so, you know, instead of the other way around. Right. Right. So that's. But luckily, I had a really um, uh, good, um, uh, you know vocal range so yeah. I, I could you know I could I could do it you know yeah yeah absolutely well it's always an honor talking with you and we'll you let too. you get back to business here at the New Jersey right. Kiss Expo always a and, pleasure Mark. Uh, check in with us soon I will thank you for checking on me thank you